commit this time to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your grace, watching over your people throughout the week and showing that them your faithfulness, Lord. And right now, as we come into your word, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power that the faith of your people will rest in you and your power. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I think for ease, this cup need to come over this side. <laughs> yeah. Ah, maybe at the corner. Ah, easier for me to take a drink. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what uh, Evelyn shared this morning. The power of being cheerful and rejoicing in the Lord is what God wants to speak to us this morning. Okay, so let's see. Celebrate and rejoice. <laughs> okay, the Bible also says the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? And so when you have the joy in Philippines, it says rejoice always and you'll find it run through the whole Psalms, all right, that we are to always rejoice. And what's the reason to rejoice? We, are, we have Christ, we are new creation and much, much more. But today we will see an aspect of God's blessing all right, over his children every one of us in Christ, which is celebrate and rejoice, thanking God for the Hagafen blessing. Okay, this is a new word to everyone, but as we go along, you'll find out what is this Hagafen in Hebrew. All right, bless this is a special blessing called the Hagafen blessing, but we have it today, right? It was for the Jews, but today we have all, whatever the Jews has, we have, right, Ruth? Mm. Cannot see you, eh? <laughs> okay, blocked a little bit by the uh, this one, the laptop. Okay, so as you can see here, it is there is a rejoicing in the uh, a wedding feast. Have you attended wedding feast and everyone is sad one? That one is probably the forced marriage one. Now. <laughs> The match make one. So everyone very sad, right? Except the groom. But normally all are happy. Alright, so we're going to go through a little bit of this and see what God Holy Spirit wants to speak to us today that will transform our lives. I'm glad to hear that you all are experiencing, alright, all the learning of the Hebrew letters, learning of hearing of God's word is for our lives to be transformed every day, right? Where God is real in our lives. Now, John chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Yes, right? Uh, just now, uh, Rebecca was sharing it. This year is 5783, the new year for the Jews and for us. Personally, Holy Spirit spoke that we are to celebrate and start off the new year with the uh, Pei Gimel, which is the, yes, last, yesterday we learned about the Pei, hopefully haven't forgotten. <laughs> okay, with the mouth, right? We speak, we declare, and there is creative power because there's a bed inside the Pei, yeah? Then what do we declare, right? The goodness of God, 
right? There's no more punishment. There's no more fear, but blessing. God can add extra money into your account also. <laughs> all right? Blessing upon blessing. But how are all these blessings going to come upon us, right? For the Jews, they are really expecting another great, wonderful year of blessing from God. Yeah, and for us too, personally, Holy Spirit speak, uh, spoke to us. So today, last week, we saw that uh, Jesus multiplied the loaves and the fishes, feeding more than 5,000 people. So God wants to expand our vision, not to see just a little bit, <laughs> okay? But much, much more when we will present our five loaves and two fishes to Him, whatever that we have, right? Then he multiplies it. So today we see another multiplication provision of God in this line of blessing. The first miracle actually that Jesus performed, right, uh, in when he was here on this earth. Here, John chapter 2. Now on the third day, we are also today in the history timeline of God on the third day, all right, where everything is about to uh, the curtain is about to close on this earth and a new beginning is starting of the millennium because the end of the 6,000 years. So on the third day, Jesus' mother went to a wedding feast. Ah, feast, right? A lot of food to eat. Oh, where is Rachel? <laughs> a wedding feast in the Galilean village of Cana. Probably the next wedding feast will be Ruhwan. <laughs> She's the only single still here. <laughs> All right, and uh, yes, why not? Yeah. So the wedding feast of Cana, Jesus and his disciples were all invited to the banquet. So if there's a wedding feast, there is a couple. Okay, <laughs> otherwise no one getting married, there's no wedding feast. So there is a couple here. And we're going to see how God blessed this couple. We're going to see this whole uh, 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 thing, account in a different light again. Right this morning, this is so wonderful discovering God's word. One time you read it like this, another time there are some more things to reveal to us. Okay, they went to this banquet with so many guests, they ran out of wine. So, this sentence alone, you can see that this couple probably is not a very rich couple. Because if it's a super rich couple, they will never run out of wine, right? Because wine is cheap or expensive. Oh, some of you like, what? What do you say? You all drink cola? Kalua. Okay, the people here like to drink kalua. And the one, the bartender is Elijah. So, long time he didn't serve kalua after Daniel fast. Okay, so what happened is that if they can run out of wine, that means this must be an average couple. All right. If not, the rich will never run out of all these things, right? They got plenty. So when Mary realized it, she came to Jesus and asked, they have no wine, can't you do something about it? Jesus replied, my dear one, don't you understand that if I do this, it will, be, uh, it will change nothing for you, but change everything for me. This is okay. This is about the timing for Jesus. Anyway, he still performed the miracle. Uh, Mary went to the, my hour of unveiling my power has not yet come. But you see, the mother is, really knows the son very well. Mary, from the very beginning, knew that Jesus is not just normal baby. That's why today, if we still see Jesus as normal, 
<laughs> then we miss out on the miracles that he can do in our lives or even through us, right? Because say the things that I do is anything that Jesus did very normal, natural, or miraculous and supernatural. Then the things that he do, Ruth will do also. <laughs> and greater things, Evelyn, okay? Will we do because he went to the Father and why can we do greater things? Because today we all have the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the executor of the word. Whatever you say out, if it is according to God's word and God's will, Holy Spirit will come and tung, it is the magic wand. But he is the real person. Okay? So everyone, Mary then went to the servers. Ah, so there are servers here, right? And told them. He did, she didn't really care what Jesus said. <laughs> that is where we press in, right, to tap into the power of God, just like the woman with the issue of blood, right? 12 years, Jesus was just walking, probably didn't see her in the natural, but she pressed in to touch the garment. For us, is do we see Jesus as just another prophet or human being? But if you see him as a son of God, why waste the power? Do we same thing as do we see the word of God just as another language? <laughs> All right, information, or we see God's word as powerful. So this is where I'm getting all of you all to see God's word. All right, as living and powerful. Because when we see God's word as living and powerful, we will press in. We will take God's word and apply it and speak it. All right, if we see God's word as Maybe when we need it, then we use it. But actually, we really need it all the time. Okay. So, and say, whatever Jesus tells you, do it. Today, it's not about a physical Jesus coming and say, Evelyn, Rue, Magdalene, do this, do that. How does he tell us today what to do? Yes, from the word. So, if you don't read the word, you don't get to hear what Jesus tells you to do. <laughs> That's why a lot of Christians, right, do their own thing, right? Because Jesus is not going to appear in front of you, Hannah, <laughs> and then say, Hannah, do this. But how does he tell us what to do? Through the word. That's why we have devotion. And then he speaks to us, all right? He spoke to Evelyn and said, Rejoice! Right, that is God, Jesus telling you because Jesus today is the word manifested, right? The word of God. So the more we want to hear, because Jesus always tells us good news, right? Good things and things that will prosper us, things that will bless us and what he has done on the cross, the revelations. Okay, so whatever Jesus tells you, do it. So don't see this as Jesus, please appear to me, okay? <laughs> then you will go back home and then you will not receive anything because this will just be a story to you, all right? But we realize Jesus today, the person of Jesus is where? He's in heaven. <laughs> the spirit of Jesus is here. The person of Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, all right? That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. To, yeah, but the spirit of Christ is also inside here. Right, but the whole person of Jesus is at the right hand of the Father because he has finished his work. So we need to get uh, proper uh, <laughs> where, where everyone is. <laughs> okay, so who is inside? Holy Spirit is the one guiding us, but Jesus is guiding us through his word. 
take. So this is very important, all right? If we do what he tells us, then the, the next thing will happen, the miracle happens. So all of you go, uh, don't uh, or feel, okay, I already know what's going to happen, right? Let's just follow along as the account reveals itself. Nearby stood six stone water pots, meant to be used for the Jewish washing rituals. So there were how many water pots? Six, six all right? And each one could hold, but remember Mary and all the servers have no idea what Jesus is going to do. Okay, but for us, because we read the story, we roughly like go ahead a bit. Let's go backwards a bit, all right, so that we can follow and you can have daily in your life experience miracles, all right? So we don't know what God is going to do, all right? That's why we, uh, we will see how miracles can happen. Each one could hold about 20 gallons or more. So there were only six, which is also the number of men. And then in the Hebrew is the letter. <laughs> letter? Vav, very good. <laughs> okay, Vav, right? Connecting is a number of men, number six, as well as everything that God connect to us, right? 20 gallons or more. Ah, so in the Bahasa, and I check out in, uh, what do you call it, internet? How many is 20 gallons? It's about 80, kira-kira 100 liter a year. One container is 100 liters. What we managed to drink about two to three liters a day, right? A day. <laughs> Anyone can, so can you see how big is the water pot? 100 liters is uh, 100 times one bottle that we have. Is that a lot? Okay, first it is water. All right, then you see how, what is the significance of this miracle? So it's about altogether 100 liters of water that can fill, or even more. Then Jesus came to the service and instructed them. So today, where do you get your instruction? Word. Where's the verse? Huh? What's the verse specifically about the word of God as your instruction to instruct you? <laughs> no, that's to meditate. The word uh, foundation zero one. <laughs> yes, the word all scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit and is profitable for first thing for doctrine, for instruction, for correction, for reproof in righteousness. So, where do we get instruction? In God's word. Ah, okay, very important instruction, right? If you don't know instruction, we all go kalangkabut. Simply go here, simply do that. But in the realm of the spirit, we need to follow proper instructions because these are the realm that we are not used to at all. Okay, where miracles happen. So, Jesus came and instructed them. Today, Jesus still instructs us. Correct? But from the word quickened by Holy Spirit. Fill the pots with water right up to the very brim. So one pot can fill about 100 liters and more of water and then fill to the top. 
Then he said, Now fill your pitchers, that means the jugs, and take them to the master of ceremonies. And when they poured out their pitchers for the master of ceremonies to sample, the water had become wine. When he tasted the water that had become wine, the master of ceremonies was impressed with its quality. So this is not Kaloa quality. <laughs> okay, or whatever names of wines, right? This is actually a very, very good quality wine, right? And you know about wine, the better the quality, the more Yes, the more expensive. So our God is not El Chipo. <laughs> He's not a cheap God. Everything He gives, all right, is the best and expensive. So you see our mentality, we have not yet seen God like that, right? We are still in a mind of save, 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 cheap, cheap can already. But God doesn't go cheap, cheap one. Whatever He do, He can provide if we will believe Him and see him as who he is, okay? So God is, this is what really wants El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God, the expensive God. Can you imagine? You tell the world, my father, very cheap one. <laughs> he bought for me the cheapest thing. Think of it, right? It doesn't make sense, right? That, but that's how we see God, right? And God says, no, I am expensive one. I own this whole world. So can you see the limit, the, the, our mind, right? As in terms of God, who God is. That's why we learn Aleph, Bet, who God is, the creator and the source of this universe. So he was impressed with his quality, although he didn't know where the wine had come from. Only the servers knew. He called the bridegroom over <clears throat> and said to him, Every host serves his best wine first until everyone has had a cup or two, then he serves the cheaper wine. So if you have expensive taste, it's good. Go put it there. All right, but we are not we are to be wise, but we are not to be cheap. <laughs> because there's nowhere in the Bible that says our God is cheapo, you know? Yeah. So he wants us, when we begin to see who God is, the blessing will flow, the provision will flow. But we came from a mentality of poverty, of stingy, of stinge. So that's why we say everything cheap, you know, use until break. <laughs> and you forget to see, have failed to see that we have a great God who delights in giving Ruth the best things in life, right? When you serve Him, when you see Him, right? Because imagine... What is uh, the reputation to God? Sometimes we don't realize who are we connected to. If you look at the Old Testament and you will see Abraham, Solomon, David and all that. The Gentile nation saw their God is rich. Yeah, their God is rich. Because why? They were rich. They had everything that is gold, silver. And who gave it to them? God and they gave God freely of everything that God gave them because when David built the temple he said this God it is all these things that we bring to you you want to read in Chronicles 
One time I did a little bit, right? How many shekels of gold and silver, all that they brought to go and build the house of God. And he said, these are all the things that you have given to us for us to be able to build the temple. See, and the Gentiles are jealous of the Jews. Today, right, when our eyes begin to open, spiritual eyes are in to see who our God is, right? He wants to show you forth. You know, okay, look, when you look at somebody dressed, then you say, wow, the father, mother, very poor, and because all got holes, holes, holes. That's how, right? But we are God's children. Okay? So he will manifest himself provided we believe him and see him as who he is. <clears throat> this miracle in Cana was the first of many extraordinary miracles Jesus performed in Galilee that revealed his glory. Miracles of provision and any other miracle, all is to reveal the glory of God. What is the glory? When you say somebody's glory, king, kingship, right? A majestic glory. Okay. If someone very poor, there may be no nothing much to display, right? But God is glorious, splendor. Last time we learned what fabulous, fantabulous, and what's the other one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, voluptuous. Okay, this is our God. Everything is bigger. That's why His uh, nation of uh, uh, Israel, when God restored it, their fruits are bigger. Everything is bigger there. And His disciples believed in Him. So, in this first miracle, right, we're going to uh, see another uh, incident in the Old Testament. Relate very similar to this incident, and we will see. I will show you what God revealed. Okay, so let's look at this. <clears throat> this incident here, Elisha, still there. Okay, because this is about Elisha, Prophet Elisha, Second Kings 4 1. Now, one of the wives of a man of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha. So Elisha was the prophet with a double anointing from Elijah, saying, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant fears the Lord, reverently fears the Lord, but the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves in payment for a loan. So in those days, so this wife of a man of the son of the prophets was, I think, must have loaned from loan shark, <laughs> owed a debt to a loan shark, okay? And the husband died. So the loan shark is coming to claim back the debt. But because she has no money, the, the loan shark will take her two sons to become his slaves. Elisha. Elisha Ling, okay, said to her, what shall I do for you? So in those days, the people of God, the Israelites, they know how to go to the men and women of God, the prophets, okay, for counsel, for what God has to say. The prophets represent God. Today, you are new creation. All of you may not be prophet, right? 
but you all represent God. We ought to be having the wisdom of God, right? the revelations of God, so that those unbelievers can come to you when they have problem and you don't give them the world solution. You give them what God say. This is what the prophets do. Right? They know what their God say. They know who their God is. Okay? So today we are to know who our God is. And when people come with problems, we can tell them what is the mind of God. So, tell me. Elisha said, what do you want me to do for you? Tell me, what do you have of value in the house? See? So this woman will come to Prophet Elisha and say, this is the situation. Then what if we all will say, oh, chamla. <laughs> right? But Elisha has the mind of God. Mm. The man of God has the mind of God and the wisdom of God. So first thing is, what do you have in the house? Because the woman apparently have nothing to pay back the loan. But see, when we think of nothing, God says there is something. You say, oh, I don't have much, cannot tie, cannot offer. God says, there is. That was the two loaves, three loaves, five loaves and two fishes, right? Here, he says, something that have value, surely you have. She said, sometimes we always say don't have, uh, but hidden under the big God, uh, gold. Uh. <laughs> then after that, uh, a fixed deposit God, uh, you know, everything God, but we tell God don't have. <laughs> See, you think God don't know? Ah, God knows what is hidden under the bed and inside the cupboard and inside the bank. Okay, but the thing is, He's not wanting to take from us. He wants to bless us when we come to Him and hear His wisdom. She said, Your maid servant has nothing. Got nothing, but then accept. <laughs> this is the first thing we always say to God I got nothing. Huh? You see, my purse huh? got only 50 ringgit. Nothing. You can trick men, but you cannot trick God, right? <laughs> so, but I believe there's a conviction inside her that says, accept. <laughs> accept a small jar of olive oil. So actually, she, this olive oil is very valuable. Okay. <clears throat> because the thing that she said is, what do you have of value? Sorry. Even whenever God wants to do a miracle to Moses, what he said, what do you have in your hand? Hmm? So always don't see, we got nothing. Okay, so he had a, she has a small jar of olive oil. And that's enough for God to do a miracle. Then he said, go, borrow containers from all your neighbors, empty containers and not just a few. Go, you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your sons, pour out the oil you have into all these containers and you shall set aside each one when it is full. So again, uh, no, Hannah, don't imagine Jesus appear to you and tell you all these things. Okay, and then only you do. All right, he has the Holy Spirit together now in us, can quicken us when we read the word and tell us what to do in every situation in our life. But this is about a miracle of provision of God's abundance, which is going to happen this year. But how is it going to happen? So here the prophets say borrow containers. So it's like the jar in the 
wine just now, the incident where Jesus, right? So borrow containers, all empty one. And then you go in and pour out the oil. Similar, right? Incident, pouring now, but pour out the oil that you have. So she have only a little, but she go borrow all the containers from the neighbors. So she did that. And the word of Elijah, the word of God is that pour out, do this, and you shall set aside each one when it is full. So the miracle is going to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. That means today, our life, right, is an act of faith. It's a life of faith. When we are told by God, instructed to do, whether it's tithing, offering, which is God's way of blessing, we don't see the blessing first. We obey first. This is all what they did. The servants obeyed what Jesus said. Take the jars. Here, the woman who was in dire strait, right, go and take the empty jars. Does she know that it's going to be provision? No. But what does what actually? Why did she obey the word of the prophet? Because she honor the man of God. Isn't it? You don't simply follow anybody's instruction, right? But someone who represents God, you honor. Just now, when you talk about tithing, in a way, it's not so much that I tithe and then I know I tithe because God is going to bless me back. That is the giving to get. But we tithe with a relationship. So if we don't have a relationship, do not tithe. Right? But each one of us have a relationship with God. So it is about honoring. Right? You honor your mother. So you give a certain amount to her when you get your pay or you get angpaos or whatever you want to share. Honoring the, elder, the one who is older to you, the one who provided, gave you life. So tithes belong to God. And when we bring our tithes, the first thing is not, God, it will bless me back. That's the reason I tithe. No. The reason I tithe is because I have a relationship with God. He gave birth to me. He gave me life. He saved me. And my life has no nothing. I am nothing. That is the meaning. That, but He gave me life. He breathed life into me. He blessed every single thing that I have in this house. Until we see that revelation, and then we say, Lord, I want to honor you. Honor is to respect. So the other person that people respect is the man or woman of God, the prophet of God. That's why we honor them as well, right? So only then you follow instructions. If you don't see that relationship between you and your father God, whom human eyes cannot see, right? Spirit eyes can see in that relationship, then it's very hard to follow any instruction. It will become very lawful. Right? And God doesn't want, it's not lawful to us. But it is a relationship. Today we may not see him yet with our physical eyes, but the day will come where all eyes can see him. Then you shall go in and shut. And that's what happened. So she left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They were bringing her the containers as she poured the oil. <coughs> when the containers were all full, <coughs> she said, to her son. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bring me another container. And he said to her, There is not 
a one lead, then the oil stopped multiplying. So you see the process, what happened here? As long as there were, she brought in the containers, the oil continued to flow and multiply. But the moment there's no more container already, the multiplication, this is miracle, right? How can the oil multiply? She only have a little bit. But what the prophet told her to do, she did. But because there was not enough container or not anymore, then the multiplying stopped, which is the blessing stopped. Then she came and told the man of God, that's why you all need to be men and women of God, not babies of God, okay? <laughs> babies of God for a while only. Then after that, grow. He said, go. Do what with the oil? Sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons can live on the rest. It's like, it's like a lifetime like that. You as so there must be a lot. A lot, right? But it could have been more if there were more containers in the natural so when god provided for this woman and she honored the man of god and she listened to what he said from god what she received was the blessing of provision that was able to pay back her debt as well as live on the rest live on the rest that means it's a lot all right so the same thing also happened in the miracle at Cana, whereby do you think when there was so much uh, uh, wine that was multiplied, you think there was balance? Yes, of course. <laughs> Everything that Jesus did got balance on, right? So wine, expensive wine, good quality wine. You think that couple will be able to make money, sell the wine because they cannot drink already too much already, right? They will be able to live God, Jesus' presence there has blessed this couple who probably an average couple and became, can live for probably a very long time more with that abundance, with that uh, wine, right, that was given to them. So, here, what do you see in these uh, two incidents that are very similar of turning the water into wine, the six water pots, and also the man of God, right, filling the oil into the water pots. First, God is an abundant God. God is able to do the miracles of provision. But what there could be more, much more. What stopped the much more? Uh, so what is the meaning of not enough container? <laughs> it's the humanity all right just earthly just earthen just speak of humanity our limitation our mind that limit god if we don't limit god god can do much more and how do we limit god can god open the windows of heaven a little bit okay you know not so much you so so much wow give so much right all these are our limitations in our mind i say must tie a masa you know so all these human limitations represent those water pots if each one today we are supposed to be pots of gold and silver with the nature of god now 
right? Where we think, when we renew our mind with God's word, we are going to think like God thinks. No more limiting Him, right? Into this small little bit that God can bless us. Or sometimes we don't even think God can do all this for us. That's why we hold on to our money. <laughs> we, if you no, know, some people got fire. When they run out, they go look for what? Their money first, right? <laughs> they don't care their life also, right? Because money represents life to them, right? And if we can, that's why Jesus said, you cannot serve God and money. Either God is your life, or money is your life. And in tithing and offering, it's just a simple thing to let help us come out from the bondage of money being controlling our lives. Then God can bless us. He can really be our source because you are really trusting Him. And what that's what Jesus said. Okay. So the limitation is in our mind, in, in the human being, right? Where we say, God, I think you cannot do so much. So you know, if I give, if the Holy Spirit say give already, the mind will say, who are you? <laughs> how am I going to live, man? And then my children, how? My parents, how? Blah, 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 blah. All in the natural realm. But if you allow God, right, to speak to us, Holy Spirit, that's called faith. And when he tells us, simple thing, tithing, there's no argument about it. It's actually in the word, right? But the offering, who to give, how much and all that, you cannot limit God. Another, because he wants to give, is it when the, there's no more container, it stops. If there are more jars, there will be more. See, this is how God works. And I was listening to one rabbi recently, and he was saying something about this uh, the Jews. You see, we can say, God, I believe you to bless me. And how God blessed the Jews uh, in, in their business. He said, if you want the abundance of God, I mean, they're already doing their tithing, their offering. Now it's their business. So how can you expect God to uh, bless and multiply when you only want to do one single store? See, that's the wisdom, right? Business. The Bible very clearly talks about the work of our hands, right? God will give everyone something that our hands are talented in to do. So if they limit God and say, God, I, I know you're going to bless me a lot, a lot, but I don't want to open more than one store, maybe 7-Eleven, you know? So today, our mentality is so small, our mind. And in the business, because God is a businessman, remember he said, occupy till he comes. He gave us the five talent, the 10 talent, and this one, the children of God. Actually, the more we learn the Hebrew culture and the you know, Hebrew, you understand really actually who God is and how he really wants to bless his people. You say, do business till I come. Use whatever talent you have. Christians were really actually not meant to work and toil for our food. There was one. being have to toil have to work so there is still an aspect of work but it's not meant to be like that so in at the end of the uh, 
out of the tri tribulation time, the, the millennium, right? There will be the, the, the full freedom, right? But think of it. God, our Father, wants to bless, right? He has put within each of his new creation talents, abilities, creative ideas. Yeah, uh, roof, big, super beautiful buns. Yeah, but if we will allow, so it's not sitting down there and say, God, you just drop down from heaven the millions. If it is, you know, we need, you need that millions to serve the Lord or, or prosper the kingdom. But it is listening to the Holy Spirit, listening to the word, understanding what God has placed in man, his will and his purposes for man to prosper and daring to venture out. That's why yesterday I talked about confidence in the pay. The world today, the rich man is confident because of his riches, okay? Which is whether he drives a car, can you imagine? If our confidence is based on what car you drive, tomorrow you drive Proton Saga, you got no more confidence already. And then you need to drive a Mercedes or whatever, then only you can speak confidently. So those is the world confidence, right? And anything in this world can pass away. Today can have tomorrow no more. So a person who has confidence in the things of this world, in the bank account, in the car that they drive, is a very pitiful person. Because the, the next day gone, you'll find that speaker also gone. <laughs> because he got nothing to say already, right? But to us, today in Christ, our confidence is in our Creator. That's why we need to come to know Him through His Word. And the Jews knew him. They were not afraid to tithe. They were not afraid to give. They, you know, they don't only have one tithing. They have first fruits is actually another one. First fruit is actually not tithing, but it is when they do a business and they profit from that business, the first, the first fruit of that business, the whole thing, let's say they, they did start a business of making buns, <laughs> and then you profit, okay, 5,000 for the first month, first one, that's called first fruit. The whole 5,000 is given to the Lord. That's called, the, and they have so many others. So this is how God, they are not scared of poverty. They know that their God is rich. Right? So today, our confidence is in our God. No more, if you see that you lose confidence when you don't have enough money or you, don't have, you drive a not so good car, then our confidence still lying on material things. You can check it out yourself. Right? But if you can ride motorbike like Elijah and feel he's the richest man on earth, ah, because he has Jesus, then he has come into that spiritual understanding that these things do not make you a big man or small man, right? You can still talk confidently because you know your daddy is, is rich and he will take care of you, okay? So Jesus walked this earth. He didn't need to have, you know, a lot, a lot of bank accounts or whatever. He did have a treasurer, right? He has money, but he does not, his confidence is not in all that. Hmm? So even, doesn't matter what your salary is or what, but the most important thing is to know who your God is and follow what he say because he wants to bless. He wants to bless, all right? But he gives us the wisdom, what business to do, all right? To 
That's why we need to hear him properly in this area. Okay, then he will be able to do that for your life. Expand this mind that limit him. Well, okay, so now we go back to wine. Right? Wine. Why the first miracle was the miracle of the wine. Or water turned to wine. In the Hebrew culture, a Jewish culture, wine represents joy. Over much too much wine becomes what <laughs> drunk. <laughs> okay, so joy. That's why when we are the anointing is here, people laugh. Yeah, we are called drinking the wine of the Holy Spirit. Don't drink too much kalwa, drink more the wine of the Holy Spirit. All right, the, the servant of God, the man of God is like the bartender, spiritual wine. Okay, Elijah become the spiritual wine, right? Where you serve spiritual wine, right? Which is likened to the Holy Spirit anointing. In Ephesians, Paul says, do not be drunk excessively with the wine, but be filled. Ah, with the Holy Spirit. And on the day of Pentecost also, the people who saw them filled with the Holy Spirit and with fire thought that they were drunk. Drunk is what? You, can you drink coffee and get drunk? <laughs> no, right? You drink wine, okay? Then only you get drunk. So we are to be drunk with the wine of the Holy Spirit. The full cup marks our appreciation of the bounty we enjoy. There are many Kiddush ceremonies that include the use of wine. In each case, the core blessing recited is as follows. So the Jewish in the feast, they must have wine, okay, representing the joy of God. Their God is with them. And then this is the blessing they will speak out. Remember the pay, all right? Blessed art thou, art thou, Lord God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. Wine comes from grape, right? Grape comes from wine. <laughs> okay, so they, they are how the Jewish declare their blessing. The blessing of the wine. The vine is acknowledging God first, even in the miracle of the loaves, right? Acknowledging God that you are the source. That's why in our tithing is we are acknowledging that our salary, our income or blessing, whoever give you money comes from him. Acknowledge him by bringing our tithes, right? If, when we don't bring our tithes, oh, yo, this one, my heart earned money, man. Ah, that means we don't acknowledge that it is God who prosper us. It is God who gave us this income, right? So when we acknowledge, then it says, blessed art thou, Lord God, King of the universe. He is the creator of what? The fruit. The vine has fruit, and the fruit there comes in the end after processing becomes the wine that you can sell and make a lot of money. So look first at who our God is. And God said, let the earth bring, this is in Genesis, the beginning of creation, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. This is God's, how he created this world and the, how this world was supposed to function. There was grass, there was earth, there was seed. So remember, as long as earth remains, there will always be seed time, 
and harvest. So God don't expect suddenly poop come up, right? But there will be seed, there will be fruit tree that gives you fruit. So every time you eat a fruit, can you see what is inside the fruit? Yes, seed. It's meant to reproduce, meant to multiply. That's God's creation, that's God's way to bless this earth. Everything multiply. Men and women also multiply, got seed right inside. Fruits, trees, everything is supposed to multiply. In a fruit, there is seed. And remember, we have been sharing Corinthians so often, Paul used it and said what? Don't eat the seed, huh? <laughs> eat the, the, the bread, eat the pow that uh, uh, root baked. Okay, or the cake that Elijah baked, but don't eat the seed. Whatever there is seed there, be a farmer, plant back the seed. Okay, plant back the seed and it will multiply. Okay, so this is God's way already. We cannot ask God to change it. <laughs> All right. So fruit. So there is fruit, okay, which is the produce from the ground, offspring. It's a reward. So in our lives, God wants to reward, give us fruit just now in the wine and inside the, the olive oil. So there is a reward that God gives even to the undeserving. This lady was in debt. You would say, <laughs> you know, but God don't see that. That is the grace of God. Whatever problem we are in, we come to God, we follow his principles of seeding, harvest, if God will want to bless us with fruit in our lives. Also, Numbers 28, see this one? Also in the day of first fruits, okay? That means, as I shared before, right? They plant the crop, the first time they harvest, everything they go to, the, they will present a new offering to the Lord and you have a holy convocation, you shall do no work, okay? So the first fruit, the first of the crops, the fruit that ripen was gathered and offered to God according to the ritual of Pentecost. See, they gave the first fruit to God. They honoured they honored God, right? Honour Him. They have a relationship with their God. The day of first fruit is also Pentecost. Then Leviticus 23.10, I'm just taking a few scriptures, there are a lot. Speak unto the children of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land which I give you, you shall reap the harvest thereof. Then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruit of your harvest unto the priest. And the priest will also wave. So what's the meaning of this? The fruits that they got from their uh, plowing, from their uh, farming, they will take it and they will wave it. So it's called a wave offering. Wave it to the sky. Wave it. Wave it means up, right? Take it and wave. Wave it as a harvest in the so when you put anything up and wave, what are you saying? Huh? Huh? Yes, we are saying this come from you, God, because God is in the heavens. All right. We are blessing back God. That's why Jesus, when he took the five loaves, he also put it up to heaven and said, Thank you, Lord. See? our heart of thankfulness each time whatever we receive or whatever business we do or whatever we do and we receive the blessing receive the fruits of it we wave it to the lord we give it to god first yeah and this was what always the children of israel will always do and he shall wave that is the priest 
will shift before the Lord to be accepted for you and on the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall with it. Okay, so this was in the Old Testament. It, in, a, in a way, it, it blesses, it brings the blessing uh, to them as, uh, as they honor him. But it also points out to points forward to our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, but the truth is Christ is risen from the dead as the first fruit of a great resurrection harvest of those who have died. Okay, so Christ rose from the dead up, upwards all right, on the third day and he is like the first fruit. We are the continuation of the following fruits. Right? So our lives is meant to be rich with fruits. Okay? With blessing, Christ proven by the one who rose from the dead. Like the first offering. So actually, all the things we give to God, if not for Jesus being given by God to us, it will all have no meaning, right? But because of Jesus given to us, today we can give freely to God, right? Without any more fear, just to honour Him. I, John 15, Jesus said, I am true, the true sprouting wine. The farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. This is a year of harvest, even January itself. This year, God already said, I will prosper you more than before. And then you will have, your land shall yield a bountiful harvest, right? Talking about first, harvest of souls, the two, always two harvests, harvest of souls and harvest of blessing, finances, material things, which God wants to bless us to, so it will be, and Jesus said, how can we be fruitful when we are, we, he is the vine, we are the branches. So in order to be fruitful, we must be connected to the vine, right? Connected is not by ourselves trying to bear fruit. We are already connected. We are the branch already. All right. What Jesus have done have already connected every one of us so that we can today be fruitful. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. You remain in life union with me and I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. Okay, so it is not a sentimental uh, feeling of Jesus, you're close to me. Today I feel you, tomorrow I don't feel you. No, it's just his word. The words I have spoken to you, if it remain in you and you in me. So God's word remain in you, all the instructions are there, all the blessings are there, all the promises are there. So this coming Wednesday devotion, Get a promise from God, okay? <laughs> yeah, and then you'll find your Bible full of the promises of God. And the day you experience the, the, the blessing, you will re remind you, the Holy Spirit will tell you back, remember that day? Uh, I told you I'm going to bless you this way. I told you, right? I'm going to give you a husband. <laughs> so write it down when God speaks to you personally, all right? Ah, then you write down what date and then Mr. So-and-so will appear. <laughs> uh, 
if it is Jesus, better lah at the end. <laughs> okay, but if not, well, he gives us right what you need. Okay, so life union. So we need to be intimately joined, not a sentimental thing. Alright, but what is it? What's the most intimate spiritual thing that can happen between you and the Lord? Huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> his word in you. <laughs> oh, we always try to escape that part. <laughs> his word, right? He's speaking to you when you have intimacy. Okay, body to body is the intimacy of body, right? But communication, intimacy, husband and wife, is how much you communicate with each other. Right? If you stop talking already, there's no intimacy. Don't talk about the body one. Okay? But the, the closest intimacy is when two people are communicating. They are talking. You know, they, they, know, they share the same thoughts. Right? They can understand each other even when they are not talking. That's how much they have you know, a fellowship with one another. So the greatest intimacy is the word. The Word and, of course, the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit will not exalt Himself. The Holy Spirit came to exalt Jesus. That means to remind you of what Jesus has said. But if we don't know what Jesus said, then He's nothing to remind. That's why you say, I don't know who Holy Spirit is, because you don't know the Word. When you have God's Word inside you, Holy Spirit become very real. Right? He quickened the Word to you. He reminds you. Be happy, huh? rejoice, huh? Ah, because you already got the word. So it starts with the word. And then throughout the week, throughout your days, the Holy Spirit will bring into remembrance what God has spoken to you. Right? Magdalene has improved so much <laughs> you know, in uh, you know, learning from the word. Right? God speaking to you right? and the grace. So each one, we don't look at another person, whether they change or not. Right? As we draw near to God, he changed us and then, wow. Everyone begins to change. So the intimacy is the communication. And we communicate by words spoken yesterday. Life and death is the power of the tongue, right? So God's word will never, it can cut us sometimes, can convict us of sin. But most of the time you're born again, it doesn't condemn you. But Holy Spirit will bring a word to restore you back. Say, oh, I feel so bad. I've done this wrong. Holy Spirit will say, you are still the righteousness of God in Christ. Get out, you know, and God still loves you. Just go on. And uh, God don't remember. If there is something that you've done wrong to someone, you need to ask forgiveness, Holy Spirit will ask. If not, then God doesn't, you know, hold. so beautiful, right? That relationship. So intimately joined is, of course, we can pray more in tongues. But lately, you know, which just came out, I was sharing with you, right? When we want to depend on God, we pray in tongues. When we don't pray in tongues, it is just telling God that I don't really need you. <laughs> you know, I can do it by myself. Right? When we pray in tongues, it's I depend on you, huh? I don't know what to say already. So shukurabakashikiri and as we pray into pray his language, he help us. He speak to us. He strengthen us, right? Yeah. So pray in tongues is your telling God, I depend on you. I don't know what to do. Someone very hot, very angry. So Lord, I come to you. Right? 
and that's when he take over our lives. So he is the in the TPT, you is the vine, we are the branches. If you live with me as your source, how are we going to know he's our source through the word? Yeah, fruitfulness. So everyone, if we are in union with him, the word is in us. It may not be the whole Bible yet, right? A little bit at a time. Fruitfulness. Okay, this is guaranteed. If you have a tree, there's a branch that's not broken, you put water and you got sun, got fruit or not? Ah, right? You don't have to try to produce the fruit. It is definite. Fruitfulness will stream from within you, from inside you. When you live separated from me, you are powerless. If a person is separated from me, he's discarded. Some branches are gathered. So what do you understand by this separated now? <laughs> After this, if you say not joined to Christ, it won't change your life at all because every day you're not joined to him. <laughs> you cannot see him. Technically, spirit-wise, we are joined already, right? But no one is not joined to Christ. But then what is he saying also? No. Again, if your word, his word is not in you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, how we don't realize how important is his word. His word is the one, I mean, spiritually we're already all joined. If, when you have received Jesus, no one can take you out already of the hand of God. No one can disjoin you anymore. Okay? In the spirit. But why no fruit? All right, some people are Christians for 10 years, 5 years, 20 years. No fruit, right? Still have going through all the problems, still facing all the you know works of the flesh and poverty and fear and all that. Are they not joined to Christ? They are. So if we see this verse like this, then the whole life will still continue in the flesh. The revelation, the understanding today is that Jesus is said, if my words are in you and you are in me, what happened? You will do. And then everything, whatever you say, will happen. Fruitfulness will automatically happen. Intimacy will happen. Not the hate knowledge, okay? <laughs> right? The hard one, where God talks to you. And all of you are moving towards there now. Right? You have God's word as studying. And then uh, Saturday we study. Sunday we have a little bit of everything. Uh, Sunday. But weekdays you can have that devotion with God. And God is speaking to you. The word is coming alive. Are you all enjoying the word today more than... Before? Yes. Yeah. So if you see the word every time as scolding you or, you know, then you won't want to go to the word. All right. But then God has wonderful things to say to each one. And you sketch your word. Wow. I love you. You are so precious to me. Remember, I give you, you give me your life. That's my, the verse that God spoke to me. You give me your life. That's many, many years ago when I was in my twenties. And I will give you men in exchange for your life. And that's all I want people in exchange for my life. And what's my life? My life means my time, my energies, even I'm working, my money, everything. I didn't bother anything about money in my life since day one when I said, Lord, I want to serve you. Because I said, I'll give him my life in exchange for people. That's in Isaiah 43, I think, right? So go and discover what God wants to speak to you. Between you and God, God has a covenant, something beautiful.
people to speak to you, Magdalene, about you and your life giving to God. What, who will God give you? Souls. He will give you souls. That's what is the most precious thing. Souls, lives, people. As you give yourself to Him, your time, your whatever. All right? So, if a person is separated from me, he's discarded. If you live in life union with me and my words, okay? Live powerfully, not live sleepily <laughs> inside the head. <laughs> and then you have to dig, dig, dig where, which words say what, okay? Live powerfully within you as you meditate, as you get those promises, meditate until it comes out from your word as if, and you are speaking God's word like you are just speaking your own word like that. That is called powerful. No more need to think, Oh, what is Joshua 1.8? It just come out from you. I meditate in the word of God day and night and observe to do according to what is written in it. Therefore, I will make my way prosperous and I will have great success. That word has come inside you already. You are speaking now God's word, right? Remember? So, is it take some effort? Yes, of course. Okay, it doesn't come automatically. Magic portion. Yes, Ezekiel there, it says, I'll take the scroll and eat the scroll. Wow. <laughs> Today cannot happen like that, okay? But it has to yourself. That's why building of the spirit man will build your spirit man stronger. Right? To read God's word and to put God's word into Jesus' karma. <laughs> All of you begin to speak his word naturally already, not religiously, but naturally you are speaking. Like even when you say rejoice every day, it's God's word. It's in Philippians and so many parts of the Bible, right? Also in Psalm. You are beginning to speak God's word. You're not speaking like last time already. Today, see whether I can rejoice or not. If everything is okay, I rejoice. But no, when you are speaking God's word, you are saying rejoice each day. The devil got no chance to intervene because you already have God's word inside you. And therefore, your life will be full of abundant fruit. You, you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. We will not ask things that are not in God's will because we'll be putting God's will into our heart through the word. And you, you, your life will bear fruit, abundance some more, right? So you have the fruits of the spirit. You have also fruits of the vine. Blessings. You demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my father. So this is the... Uh, Yohanan, which is John 15.1, with a little bit of, uh, this is the Jewish Bible. I am the vine. The word hagefan means the vine in Hebrew. Hagefan, the vine blessing. And the ha'af of me is the vineyard proprietor. So what does it mean? The hagefan blessing in Christ. The hagefan blessing, the Jews will pronounce all right, over the people. It's the blessing over the vine, wine or wine. Okay, so there is a blessing over the wine, not the kalwa. <laughs> over Jesus as the vine. In the light of this great metaphor, Yeshua used to describe our relationship with him. Perhaps a better blessing to praise Yeshua as our true Wine. Jesus is our wine. That means he's a supplier. He's the source. Wine is produces grapes and wine that are valuable. All right? That are of good quality. That can give you sustenance in your life. 
Baruch Atta. Just now we sang this, right? Ah, Baruch Atta Adonai. This is what actually it said. Eloheinu Malak. Malak is king. Alom. Bore Peri Hagafan. This is the blessing of the wine. Yeshua Hamashiach. So this is the Hebrew version, which it says, Blessed are you, our Lord, King of the universe, who creates the fruit of the vine, the Hagafan blessing. So first is to realize He is the source. He is the vine. So we say, I thank you, Lord. You are the creator. This has to be a revelation still ongoing. The more we meditate, the more we hear Christianity will not become another religion, right? God will be your God, personal God, right? And you see him as the creator of the universe, then you won't see him as poor anymore. Which who can create the universe and is poor, right? In the spirit, all these are revelations in the spirit. It doesn't happen to the head. King of our God, who create the fruit of the wine. That means all our blessing from the vine comes from God. So the Jews, when they bless the people or they bless themselves and pronounce this blessing over the wine, that's why they have the first fruits of the grapes, the harvest. They go to God and bless. You are the creator. You are the one who create the fruit. If he didn't bless the work of your hands, ah, nothing comes in, right? Yeah, so that's where we see him in the ayin, right? That he is the one who bless the fruit of the wine. He is the wine dresser. And personally, for Beautiful Ashes, for this ministry, the Holy Spirit, as I studied this, the Holy Spirit brought me back to the verse that he started the whole ministry. Different aspect, you see so many verses there, right? But Today, is it he gave us revelation bit by bit, right? Yeah, today is about the wine. The last time I don't I don't remember talking about the wine at all. Behold, the days come. This is our blessing. Okay, don't run away from me. Run into it. <laughs> okay, it's for us. Everything will happen very fast. The Lord says the Lord, the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes. Ah, it's the it's about the work of your hands, your business, your the the the, the financial uh, blessings and everything, right? The sowing, the reaping. He that soweth the seed and the mountains shall drop sweet wine. All the hills shall melt. There will be pressed out juice. So we also have pressed out juice right, for our communion. Okay, So God can bring it you know, to show us the significance even in the physical, to show us that he is faithful. And this is what he's going to do. When the revelation comes, it's going to give us the, it's the, it's the wine dresser, the blessing of the wine belongs to all of us here. I'll bring again the captivity of my people of Israel. Today we put my people in beautiful ashes and they will build the waste cities, inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards okay, and drink the wine thereof. Okay, we will not just plant and somebody else drink. All of us will enjoy the fruit of the vine, which is God's blessing for his children. They shall make gardens and eat the fruit. Okay, this word, yayin, is the, the vine, wine, right? Which, uh, which has two youths, right? And one, and uh, final, anyone know what's this letter? Noon, it goes down. 
the noon got two, right? The beginning and the end. This is the final one. So if God's hand, right, is the one that produced the fruit of your labor. Okay? He can help you trust Him, not trust human wisdom. He can do and prosper your life, your work. Okay. Hine, the Yanim, which is the mind uh, uh, coming, uh, and says Hashim means God. The plowman shall overtake the reaper. So here we are trying to, we, we are, you know, excited, keep on sowing seed, keep on tithing our part, that's all. Keep on tithing, keep on obeying God, keep on sowing seed. And the promise for the wine dresser, God Himself, He will do the part of producing the fruit. So you can see more, more uh, fun, bank account people will begin to put more, right? And then what, I don't know what your testimony was the, the last week, where you go and then suddenly got money. Went. Okay, so this, that part is the Lord. Our part is just do the, tread the grapes, right? Sow the seed, sow a zira, we learned already, right? Zira, and the mountain shall drop sweet wine. Meditate this, speak it out. This is for us, for every one of us here. A year, and I believe always, right, until he comes, our mountains, our life, right, will drop with sweet wine. We will enjoy, right, the fruit of the vine, the blessing of the hafazan. And drink the yayin, they shall plant the vineyards. So it's God's way of planting and sowing, and then the yayin, the wine, we will drink and eat. Oops, finish. <laughs> it is finished. All right. Praise the Lord, right, for his, see, the grapes. Our part is just so sick because that's God's way. Eh? The, the, the sowing, as long as this earth remains, seed time and harvest. But God's beautiful promise for us is that he will speed up everything. Right? That is his promise. So instead of taking maybe normal 10 months for the in the naturals for a certain plant to grow and bear fruit he can shorten it to become two months so in your business in your whatever that your work of your hands you're doing that bring forth money as long as we honor him and we sow when the holy spirit tells us put god's word inside he will speed up everything the blessing will come faster because this is a personal promise from god for us amen, amen. praise the lord Hallelujah. Okay, 